Hi, it's the car guy, the fat man, the Africanized honeybee, the killer bee, the car guy blog 05 at gmail.com guy, at 05 car on Twitter, at 05 car on Instagram, at 05 car on Facebook. Please remember that this content was originally recorded as YouTube content, so you will often hear me refer to pictures or videos. Um, I have tried to edit it down to make it suitable for podcast use and avoid areas where we would just be watching video. But sometimes you will hear references to photos or videos, and just please ignore those. I hope you enjoy my content, and if you do like it, feel free to check me out on social media or on YouTube. Thanks. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining me. It's me, the car guy, alias the killer bee, alias the Africanized honeybee. And with me tonight is my special guest host, Tony. Hi, Tony. Hey, how are you tonight? I'm great. And tonight we're going to talk about my trip to, or my multiple trips to Exotics Racing in Las Vegas. And a disclaimer here, I don't intend for this to be an endorsement of the company. Um, I'm talking about my experiences while I was there, but this is not meant to serve as any sort of formal endorsement or informal endorsement. You can go if you want to go, that's up to you. Uh, I'm just talking about my experiences there as a customer. Thanks. Okay, so why exotics racing? Um, honestly, because uh, I'm a car guy and I had done some, I done some track driving. Originally, I, I wanted to go to track school for my 40th birthday, and, and when you live in Iowa, your track school options are kind of slim. So I knew I was gonna have to fly somewhere and. I just decided going to Las Vegas and driving Ferraris and Porsches was better than, um, you know, trying to squeeze myself into a, a Formula One car like a Skip Barber or, or Miata or something like that. Um, the, the days of me wanting to go get a racing license were over, and I thought just having fun blasting around in a, in a Ferrari would be more fun. Did you have any reservations or concerns? <laughs> Um, you asked me about <laughs> reservations. Um, yes. A little bit, yes, because the cars there and their fleet cost more than my than the house I was living in at the time. On the other hand, I had a reasonable. Um, the best way to put it is, I'm a chicken. <laughs> I had a fair amount of experience with with racetrack driving, and uh, I've only left a racetrack once ever. That was in the rain. I wasn't going very fast when that happened, but I have a I have a nice natural sense of self-preservation, and I will only drive as fast as fear allows me. Okay. You mentioned the cost of the cars. Was there a damage disclaimer that you had to sign? There is some fine print and legalese in there, um, and I know there's a there's a warning about if you disobey your instructor and wreck the car, there's consequences for that. But my my plan was to not wreck the car. So with exotics racing, is there a lead car or how does that work with the instructors? Oh no, he's in the car with you. So he's sitting in He's sitting in the passenger seat, and I think he does actually have a chicken cutter over there, but I've never had anyone use it on me. Um, no, he's sitting right there in the seat, and he's blathering to you the whole time. 
uh, what they do is they take you in they they spend about uh maybe 35 40 minutes in the classroom explaining traction and smooth inputs and um you know braking and turning and all the cars have paddle shifters although you can you can put them in full automatic if you want i always use the paddle shifters even though i'm not a huge fan of those things um you know these are modern cars so they've, they've got electronic traction control they've got stability control they've got anti-lock brakes and with the paddle shifter and the automatic transmission um really you sit there in a the seat and he says gas or brake and he says upshift downshift turn in uh, they get they've got cones out there to mark your your apexes and your turn in and your braking zones so if you have any high performance driving experience at all and you listen to your instructor you're in pretty good hands as long as it's dry and it's las vegas so it doesn't rain much out there i would not want to do it in the wet is that because you're chicken <laughs> Um, I, I have a bad experience with uh, high performance driving on wet surfaces. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. So while you were out in Vegas, what did you think about the facilities? Um, well, I've been there three times. The first time I went, they were still in a, in a tent. I mean, it was a big tent, it was a, it was a fancy tent, but it was still a tent. Uh, it was a temporary structure and even still, the lounge area and everything was pretty nice. And then when I went back in March of 2015, they had the new facility open. So they had the showroom area, lounge, they've got chairs, they've got a snack bar. Um, all that's very nice. And then the canopies where they park the cars are, are very nice and purpose-built for that, uh, for what they do there. For instance, they've got a little wooden stick. so. Rather than set the parking brake, you drive the car up against the wooden stick and let it sit there. And that's so that the brakes don't work. Um, they've got cooling fans overhead. They've got hoses where they can spray down the radiators if they need to. It's actually pretty good. So it looks like each time you went, you picked a different set of cars. Why did you choose the ones that you did from their fleet? Um, well, that, that gets a little complicated, but I'll try to explain it. I, I did the GTR because I'm a Nissan guy and I've always wanted to drive a Skyline. And even though the modern GTR is not technically a Skyline, it's still a Skyline. Um, the Ferrari, because the, the flat plane V8 Ferrari makes a very particular sound. And I've always wanted to sit in a Ferrari and rev that engine and hear it make that sound. The Porsches, because Porsches are driver's cars. And if you want to lay down a fast lap time, Porsche is a good vehicle to do it in. Uh, the Audi R8 was an accident, or actually it wasn't an accident. It was a replacement car because the car I wanted, which was the Aston Martin, was in the shop. So um, that just was what it was. They offered me a replacement or a refund, and I took the replacement. The McLaren, I have a long history with McLaren from their um, Formula One constructor days. and. It's a brand I know pretty well, and I've just always wanted to drive one of their cars because they're, they're uh, the first car they ever built, the first street car they ever built cost a million bucks. And it was so far out of my ability to purchase that I couldn't even dream about it. But when they started building these more reasonably priced supercars and Exotics Racing had one, I figured I would drive one just to say I'd driven a McLaren. Okay. Which car did you enjoy the most? 
Uh, definitely the Porsche, the uh, the GT3 RS. That car is made to go around 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 a racetrack, around and around. I could drive that thing all day. And unlike the McLaren, you can get in and out of it without assistance. Um, it's 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 very Porsche-like. You sit upright. You've got a good view over the dashboard. The, the controls are in the right places, and it's just a great machine for going around in a circle. Okay. How many laps did you do? And do you think that the pricing was acceptable? Um, okay, let me see. I did five on the GTR, seven on the F430, seven or eight on the, the 991, 3.8 uh, Porsche, and then five each on the Audi, the R8, or the Audi, the 570S, and the GT3 RS. And well, I'll put it this way. When you go and spend three cars, the three cars I got, I spent a little over a thousand bucks, which is, I mean, there's worse ways to spend a thousand dollars in Las Vegas, if you ask me, but um, for that, I wasn't going to add on the extra laps, but with some of the early cars, I did take the special and add, you know, add extra laps and stuff, but $399 for a car, $299 for five laps. To me, that's not bad considering what it is you're driving and they allow you access to the cars. It's not like you just show up and get in the car and drive your five laps and go home. Um, you can touch and sit in and take pictures and you can spend time communing with the cars, all the cars, any car that they're not driving, you can go in and be with. So um, if you're a person that's always wanted to hang out around Lamborghinis and Porsches and Ferraris, um, it's a, it's a good place to be. And if you can afford it, it's fine. If you can't, um, you know, but I could afford it, especially if I was willing to save up a little bit. It sounds like you're drinking. What are you drinking? Uh, just water, just ice water. I don't, um, even though we're called cocktails and crankshafts, I try not, I've learned the hard way that I cannot record while I'm drinking. It doesn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get back to talking about the driving. And since you're not drinking, I'm pretty sure you weren't drinking that day either. Did you feel no, safe they when have you rules were driving about that. the car? <laughs> I'm sorry? Uh, they have rules about it, of course. Yes, uh, they only they only sell drink soft drinks. And they, they don't <laughs> allow drinking. Uh, but it, it's Las Vegas, and you know, I'm sure there's folks that show up that probably had one or two morning cocktails because it is Vegas, but I've never seen anybody there that was out of control or, and uh, if they have to send you away, you don't get a refund. So I, I suspect most folks show up in pretty good shape, ready to drive. Certainly people like me who are serious about their lap times are. Right. Did you feel like you were safe when you were um, in each of the vehicles or did you? Yes, except for one one little hiccup once. Um, I had mm -hmm. a little bobble with the Audi. Um, and it didn't it didn't get all the way away from me, but it just twitched. It just just twitched enough to let me know that I needed to be more careful. Uh, I had one car I I didn't leave the course, let's say I went outside the white line for a couple of seconds. And my instructor wasn't happy about it, but I didn't hit anything. Uh, but he was like, bro, 
You didn't turn, man. We were going off the course and you never turned. Uh, I, I didn't say anything, but I wanted to swipe my If I hadn't turned, we'd be out in the desert somewhere. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut. Um, and, and that's the one thing. It's um, If you're like me and you're used to driving, say, a 150-horsepower car, uh, things happen really fast when you're in a car with five or 600 horsepower, especially on a short track like this. So uh, things are coming at you really fast, and your instructor's in your right ear saying, turn, brake, shift, turn, brake, shift, turn, brake, shift, apex. And you're trying to listen and process. But if you're like me, you're trying to look up the road and see the track. So I'm trying to focus on my driving, but I'm listening to him because he's there to keep my safe. And I'm trying to work the paddle shifters because my car has a regular transmission and I'm not used to paddle shifters. So there's some, there's a lot of processing that goes on. It, it takes a couple minutes to get in the groove. And um, I had a, a situation where I was too busy listening to the instructor rather than focusing on what I was doing. And I upshifted, I should have downshifted and just, I got a little discombobulated, but we got it back together pretty quick time's money out there <laughs> so you, you mentioned that these were all packages do they have any of the vehicles out there that like are the old automatic not automatic i'm sorry manual shift no or is everything just like paddle now no everything's paddle and um partly that's because anybody can show up and drive those because when in doubt you can put them in automatic mode but the other thing mm. is the paddle shifters are so much faster than any human being can shift and they're they're self-protecting for instance um in my 240 during my track days i've missed shifts i've gone for third gear and missed and uh you know right. that can't happen in these cars and uh, with cars that are this expensive and this maintenance intensive if you had people missing shifts or tearing up clutches that would add to their maintenance costs and, and probably interrupt their business model so they, they were very slick in what they did in making sure that all the cars were paddle shifted uh, because it saves them on maintenance costs they don't have to worry about clutches so much they don't have to worry about people over revving engines um, it does take some getting used to but I, i've learned to, to deal with it because the paddle shifters are faster there's, there's no way around that I've never driven a race car at all. Do you think that this would be something that would be okay for me? Yes, they have lots of, um, according to the photographs I've seen, they have lots of women drive. I, I think I saw a lady driving once. Certainly it's doable. If you listen to the instructor and do what you're told, it, it works out pretty well. And you don't have to go as fast as everybody else. They, um, they're allowed to pass. So if you come around and you know, if I come around behind you and you're going slow, your instructor will grab your steering wheel and turn on your hazard lights. And that lets me know that I'm allowed to go by you. And I'll go by and then you'll continue on about your way. Well, it really wasn't from a woman's standpoint. It was more about being a novice in this kind of a car. If you haven't, ooh. Uh, okay, me personally, I don't think this is the kind of place I would go up and show up and drive without having some form of high performance driving experience. 
because there's a there's a big jump between um, you know your standard everyday commuter car and one of these type vehicles and that's not to say it's not doable but i'm a person that likes to uh i'm incremental i like to i like to take small steps so how fast did you go and do you think that you could go faster um so that's the trick their 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 racetrack is is very tight and uh, designed to keep you from generating a whole lot of speed so i i don't think i've ever exceeded 120 miles an hour on their track but in comparing my lap times that's a different story because i'm a nerd and i do charts and graphs so the fastest car I drove was a Ferrari F430, or no, let me say that. The car that I drove closest to its maximum potential was the Ferrari F430. So I drove approximately 92% of the record lap for that track. To put it another way, um, the fastest F430 ever driven on a track did a lap in 54.75 seconds. I did it in 59.01 seconds. So they went 78 miles an hour, I went 73. And I can, I can tell you what the difference is right away. Um, when you're out there on the track with an instructor in the car, if he says brake, you're supposed to brake. And he's gonna run on, on the conservative side. Uh, but when they have people out there, these guys that are doing these fastest laps, uh, some of them are professional race car drivers, some of them are the instructors themselves, they have a lot more leeway with the traction control and with how far they can drive the car into a corner before they hit the brakes. Um, I think left to my own devices, um, I know that I don't have professional race driver speed, but I'm, I'm pretty close. I could probably get within about 5% of where they are. Do you think you want to go again? And if you do, what's your well, next I'm definitely going to go again. Um, I got a date with that Aston Martin that I need to solve. And then uh, <laughs> I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably go back to that GT3 RS. Because I feel like I, I feel like I left some there. I only drove that one at right. about 80, 85, 86% of its fastest lap. So I got some more there I can get it. Thank you for watching Cocktails and Crankshafts. If you enjoy my content, please like, share, and subscribe. Be sure to hit the bell icon, and we'll see you soon with new content.